verses 14 to 25. It's a bit of a long scripture, but let's go in it together. It says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one who got two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and he hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came and said, Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the one who received one bag of gold came. And he said, Master, he said, I knew that you were a very hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid. And I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See here what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Forever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw the worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want to preach from this thought, multiply the bag. Multiply the bag. Jump onto the comment section and type, type in the title of my sermon, multiply the bag. Listen, Jesus is giving a parable. Parables were stories that Jesus would use to explain what the kingdom of God was to the people he would share this with. Now what he was trying to say in this parable, he's explaining what the kingdom of God is like while using the construct of profit and money. And why he's doing that, why he's using that illustration is for us to think about something a bit deeper. And here we find five servants. Right? They've been given different bags, or in some translations say talents. Now, one, one servant got five bags of gold, or five talents. Another was given two bags, and one was given one talent, or one bag. Now, the, for the purpose of illustration to help us really understand this story, I want to give names to these characters that Jesus says here. Jesus doesn't tell us their names, but today we're going to give them some names. So the guy who got five bags of gold, we're going to call him Five Bag Simba, okay? Five Bag Simba, he got five bags. The guy who got two bags, we're going to call him Two Bag Eric. And the one who got one bag, we're going to call him One Bag Jerome, okay? Now in some illustrations, like I mentioned in the, like the New King James Version of the Bible, bags are referred to as talents, 
Now what you need to understand, the definition of a talent, it was the heaviest or largest biblical unit of measurement for weight. It was equal to 35 kilograms or 75 pounds. Now, a talent represented a large sum of money. According to some scholars, one who the one who possessed five bags, aka five bags Simba, he was a multi-millionaire. The guy who got five bags of silver or gold, he was a multi-millionaire in, in today's standards. Some scholars calculate that one bag or one talent was equivalent to 20 years worth of wages. And... In today's time, 20 years worth of wages, uh, if we reference the biblical times and bring it to today's age, is worth 1.4 million dollars, 25 million rand. It's a lot of money. And I truly believe there's some lessons that we can learn from this parable. Lessons and secrets of how we can multiply the bag. We can multiply the gifts that God has given us. So we're really going to go deep into each piece of scripture today, trying to understand the lessons that Jesus was trying to show us in this parable. So Matthew 25 verse 14, it says, Again, it will be like a man going on, on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. The first thing that we can see is that the master entrusts his wealth to us. That's the first thing that we can note from this parable. The master entrusts his wealth to his servants, meaning you have been entrusted with something from God. You have been entrusted with a bag. You've been entrusted with a talent. But what you need to recognize is that it's not your possession. It is the possession of the master. He entrusted you with it to manage. All you are is a steward of the bag. And Jesus in this parable says, he in, the master entrusts his wealth to the servants. We move on to the next part of the scripture. Chapter 50, verse 15, and it says, To one Simba he gave five talents, to Eric two, and to Jerome one, to each according to his own ability. The first thing that we learned is that the master entrusts us with his wealth. The second thing that we can learn is that the master entrusts you according to your ability. Woo, that will preach. The master entrusts you according to your own ability. Bible says it clearly, each according to his own ability. The master didn't give Simba according to Eric's ability. He didn't give Jerome according to Simba's ability. He gave the bags according to each of their ability. What I need you to understand is that you need to stop comparing your bag against someone else's bag. Stop comparing your talent against someone else's talent. You have been given according to your own ability and not the ability of others. Listen, we won't be measured by the number of bags we have, will be measured by what we did with those bags according to our own individual abilities. That was point number two. Second thing we can learn. First, we learn that God entrusts us with his wealth. It's not ours, it's his, we just manage. The second thing, he gives us the wealth according to our own ability. And the third thing that we see when we go to verse 16, it says, Then he went on his journey, the master, 
The man Simba, who had received five bags of gold, went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also Eric, the one who had two bags of gold, gained two more. The third thing that you need to learn, that we need to learn, and what we can see from the scripture is that we shouldn't delay in deploying the gifts God has given us. Don't delay in deploying the gifts God has given you. Simba and Eric, the scripture says, went at once. They didn't, they didn't take a couple of days to think about it. They went at once, meaning they didn't have time to think. They didn't have time to waste. They didn't have time to contemplate. They didn't have time to worry. They put it to work. And I need to tell someone today, you need to put it to work. You need to put the God-given ability that you've been given to work. Get to work on the dream that God has put in your heart. Get to work on that book. Get to work in starting that business. Don't delay in deploying the gifts God has for you. Get to work on that degree that you want. Put it to work. So that's the third thing. Don't delay in deploying the gifts God has given you. Chapter 18 continues. And here we hear what Jerome Jerome did. Jerome, but Jerome, it says the following, but Jerome, who had received one bag, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Jerome got one bag, but we have to remember, it was equivalent to $1.4 million, 25,200,000 rand. And you know what he did? He put it in the ground. And I want to ask you this question. What have you dug and hidden in the ground that God has entrusted you with? What have you hidden in the ground that God has entrusted you with? And really, I don't know what happened to Jerome for him to hide his bag. It must have been something deep because if I was in Jerome's situation, I would have been the happiest person on earth. I would have taken that $1.4 million, gone to the nearest bank and put it in there and just lived off the interest for the rest of my life. But Jerome didn't do that. He decided to put the bag in the ground. And I think Jerome was happy. I think he was happy until... He spoke to Simba and heard what Simba got. I think he was happy until he spoke to Eric and heard what Eric got. And I can imagine the conversation probably went like this. He probably called Simba. He's like, hey, yo, Simba, listen, my boy, listen. <laughs> I got you. Listen, I got you for the rest of our life. Me and you, we made it, bro. Don't worry about it. Jerome sounds like the guy or the friend that invites you for lunch, right? Then when you go for lunch with this friend and the bill comes, they start looking for their wallet and it's not then you end up paying. Jerome sounds like that guy. So on the phone, he's like, listen, I got you. We're settled. Uh, we started from the bottom. Now we're, now we're here, bro. I got you. Okay, I met with the master at his boardroom and listen, my bank account is feeling a bit heavier than it was yesterday. And you know what? I got you, bro. Simba talks to him. He's like, yo, yo, Jerome, my bro. Listen, I spoke to the master too. And listen, he gave me five times what he gave you. And Jerome is probably on the phone like, what? Five? Five times? What, what do you mean? What do you mean five times? And Jerome's probably like, I gotta go. I gotta go. God bless you. I gotta go. I'm happy for you. But you know what? I gotta go. Jerome begins to start feeling these feelings of insecurity 
and fear and he probably begins questioning like, why did the master give him five times more than what he gave me? And at that moment, he begins to compare his bag with Simba's bag. And then he gets onto Instagram and he's scrolling through Instagram and he sees Eric posting that he's a two-time, he got two bags more than he did, than Jerome did. And again, he begins to feel insignificant and he begins to devalue what God had given him, what the master had given him. And don't we do the same? Don't we compare our gifts, our talents, our abilities and our bags according to someone else and then don't we lose the value of what we have been entrusted with in our hands? We begin to have feelings of insecurity, of fear, of anxiety, of disappointment. And then as a result, we hide the very gift that God had placed within us because we feel insignificant as compared to what someone else has. And what I want to tell you today, I want to say it to you, stop comparing your behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. Stop comparing your behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel because what it's going to make you do is devalue what God has given you and then compare what you've been given according to someone else's gift, someone else's bag someone else's talent Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10 says for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves for your from yourselves it is the gift of God not only by works so that no one can boast for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do Listen, my friend, you need to know that you are God's workmanship. You have been created to do good works. You have been saved by grace through faith and you cannot earn God's grace. It is a gift. And what you need to understand is that grace empowers you to do something. God's grace empowers you to do something. And the Greek word for grace is charis. Charis means God's empowerment that gives you the ability to go beyond your natural Ability. Let me say that again. The Greek definition of grace, that word is called charis. It says God's empowerment that gives us the ability to go beyond our natural ability. You've been graced to do something. So you might be thinking, Seth, listen, I understand I am a child of God. I, am a, I understand that I am God's workmanship. I understand that I've been saved by grace through faith. But what am I created to do? What am I here to do on this earth? What are my gifts? What, are my, what is my bag? What are my talents? What are my abilities? And Romans 12 verse 6 states the following. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. The definition of the word gifts here in the Greek, the Greek word for gift is charisma. Charisma means a specific gift of grace that empowers an individual to fulfill what they've been created to do. Let me say that again. A charisma, it's a specific gift of grace that empowers an individual to fulfill what they've been created to do. We each have a charisma. 
Romans 12 verse 6 goes on to say, it says we have different gifts, remember, gifts, charisma, according to the grace given to each of us, according to the empowerment that comes from God to do something that is beyond our natural ability. And it says this, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. We each have a charisma. We each have a gift. We each have something that God has graced us to do. It could be writing. It could be speaking. It could be teaching. It could be leading. It could be singing. It could be building businesses that employ people. It could be making money so that you can give to God's kingdom. We each have a specific charisma, a specific gift. We've all been entrusted with something. My question to you today is this. What have you done with what God has entrusted you with? What have you done with what, with what God has entrusted you with? In Matthew verse 25 to 20, Jesus continues the parable and he states that after a long time, the master of those servants returns to settle accounts with his servants. So Simba, who had received five bags of gold, brought the other five. Master, Simba said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replies and he says the following, so powerful. He says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Jesus points out something so radical here. He says, you've been faithful by multiplying. He says, your faithfulness multiplied. Meaning that the qualification for being good and faithful is multiplication. Let me say that again. The qualification for being good and faithful in the eyes of Jesus, in the eyes of the master, in the eyes of God is multiplication. Eric comes back. He says, Master, look, you gave me two bags of gold. You entrusted me with two bags. I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Again, we see Jesus points out that the qualification for being called a good and faithful servant is multiplication. Multiplication is the qualification for being good and faithful. Jerome Arome, who had received one bag, comes back to the master, gets into the master's boardroom. He says, listen, master, <laughs> you know what? I knew you were a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See here what belongs to you. He brings back the one bag that was given to him. And the, the two things that we can learn from this. The first thing is that Jerome had an incorrect view of his master. Jerome had an incorrect perception of the characteristics of his master. Jerome really didn't know his master well. The second thing is that Jerome was afraid. 
and his fear led him to hiding the gift, the bag, the talent, the wealth that the master had entrusted him with. And he, he was unable to grow what he had been entrusted with. And I want to say this to you, that's what fear does. Fear will stop you from unleashing the God-given gift placed within you. And his master replies in verse 26, he says, Master, his master replied, he said, You wicked and lazy servant. So you know that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Remember what I said, I would have done the same. And the master is expecting the same. These are strong words for Jerome who had been given one bag. Remember that one bag was 20 years worth of labor. 1.4 million dollars, 25 million, 200,000 rand. And he had hidden it. And what Jesus is saying, and what the master is saying, is that all Jerome did was maintain. And the master said he was wicked and lazy. Those who maintain are wicked and lazy. According to the master, this is the Bible, guys. This is what the Bible, it's not me saying this. If you maintain, you are wicked and lazy. But those who are good and faithful, multiply. And I want to ask you today, what have you maintained that you were meant to multiply? What have you maintained in your life that you were created to multiply? So the Bible is quite strict on, on laziness. The Bible says a lot about laziness and I believe God doesn't like laziness. It says here in Proverbs 12 verse 11, it says, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense, AKA stop dreaming and do the work. Stop dreaming and do the work. Proverbs 14, 23 says, all hard work brings a profit. But mere talk leads only to poverty. Ladies, I want to say this to you. If all he does is talk, 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 and he doesn't walk, walk, work, then you need to walk, walk, walk out of that relationship. If all he does is talk about how he's going to make money, but he's not actually doing the things that will provide an income, you need to get out of that thing. Proverbs 19 verse 15 says, Laziness brings on deep sleep. Laziness brings on deep sleep and the shiftless go hungry. Whoo! The shiftless go hungry. Jerome, Jerome's ending is painful. Look, happens, look what happens to one bag Jerome in verse 28. The master says this. He says, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. So the one who, mal, the, the one who maintained Jerome, his bag is taken from him and given to the one who multiplies. And the Bible says, for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. God's not mad. God does not. I think a lot of the times we think that God doesn't want you to be abundant. He wants you to be abundant, but he doesn't want the abundance to have you. Verse continues, it says, Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What Jesus is saying here is that those that multiply will be given more. 
but those that maintain even what they have will be taken away. Where do you find yourself today? Are you the good and faithful servant who is multiplying or do you find yourself maintaining like Jerome? And I want to say this to you, don't sit on the gift God has given you. God doesn't want you sitting on the very gift that he deposited in you, the very gift that he gave to you to manage. He wants you to use it to serve others. First Peter 4 verse 10 states the following. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Remember, gift. Remember what we said, gift in the Greek word is charisma. It is a specific gift of grace that empowers you to fulfill what you've been created to do. So it says each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Grace, God's empowerment that gives us the ability to go beyond our natural ability. You've been given a specific gift, but the gift was never meant to sustain you. It was designed for you to serve others. The gift God has given you, it was never meant to be about you. It was never meant to sustain you. It was never meant to point you to yourself. It was meant, it was designed for you to serve others. If your gift is teaching, you have been designed to serve others with that gift. If your gift is leadership, you have been designed and created to serve others with that gift. If your gift is to design and create beautiful things, it's been, you are designed to serve others with that unique gift. If your gift and your abilities to be an amazing lawyer. You are meant to serve others with that gift. If your gift was to make music, you're meant to serve others with that gift. My question to you is, how are you serving others with the gift God has deposited in your life? How are you serving others with the gift God has placed within your hands? The gift that he has entrusted you with. Growing up, I thought I had the gift uh, to play basketball. I, I believed that my gift and my ability and my calling in life and my career was going to be that of an NBA basketball player. I wanted to be, I wanted to play in the NBA, make a lot of money, build some schools in Africa, hello, and then have a documentary like Michael Jordan. That was my goal. And so for a long time, I built my life for this. I worked so hard. And as a result of this, the, the dream began to become my idol. Cut a long story short, I didn't end up going to America. And God removed the gift or he removed the dream because I believe he knew that I was focusing more on the gift and not the giver of the gift. And so I found myself in a place where my identity was gone. Everyone knew me as Seth, the basketball player. Seth is going to the NBA. Seth, we've made it through him. You know, we've got courtside seats for the rest of our lives. We're banking on this guy. And it didn't happen. And God was trying to rework my identity to find my identity, to find my purpose in him and, in not what I, in not, in, and not in what I did. And as a result, in 2011... It was 10 years ago, I found myself, friends of mine uh, invited me to volunteer at this organization called the Mamalodi Initiative in the township of Mamalodi, community of Mamalodi. And for those of you who don't know South Africa well, during the apartheid regime, the government segregated black South Africans to, to areas where they were far from the main cities. 
And in these areas, they didn't have the right schooling systems. Only now are they beginning to put the right schooling systems in place. So as a result of that, these young people in these communities didn't have access to educational opportunities and job opportunities and business opportunities as those who lived closer to the cities and in the suburbs. So I found myself in this place just serving as a volunteer. And as I began to serve and help these young people uh, go towards their dream and getting jobs and going to university and starting businesses, my purpose began to be ignited. And I wanna say this to you, purpose is found when you lose yourself in the service of others. Your purpose, your reason for existence will be ignited. It will be found when you lose yourself in the service, in the service of others. While I was at the Mamelodi Initiative, God began to reveal a bag that I had. God began to reveal a talent that I had, an ability that I had, and that was leadership. And, and while I was at the organization, I, I really started just, just making sandwiches for the young people. That's where I began this leadership journey of mine. That's where I began to deploy my gifts and leadership, just started in preparing meals, preparing sandwiches. And as I grew in my leadership capabilities, I was moved on to other responsibilities where I started to help teach and write lessons to young people in maths and in English. And I grew my leadership, my leadership capabilities. I developed my bag and I became the executive director for two and a half years, leading close to 300 volunteers and 12 different staff members. And then later I grew my leadership abilities even further. God began to multiply the bag where now I lead a funding organization. I manage a multi-million multi rand uh, fund that invests in other youth organizations across Africa, impacting hundreds and thousands of young people. And what God began to show me is that I would have missed my opportunity to multiply my bag because it was disguised in making sandwiches. I would have missed out on the opportunity to multiply my bag of leadership because it was disguised as serving others. And my question to you today is what opportunities have you missed because they're disguised as getting your hands dirty and serving others? What opportunities are you missing because it looks like work? It's not Instagram post worthy. It's not going to get you on the front page. But maybe God wants to develop you in the season, in a season where no one knows you. Where you're in the background because he wants to test your heart. What opportunities are you missing because they're disguised as getting your hands dirty? Your gift was never meant to sustain you. It was meant for you to serve others. It was meant for you to use it to serve others. In closing, what happens to Jerome is that the one bag was taken away. And what I don't want for any of you is for your bag to be taken away. And what we can learn from this story is, one, we've been entrusted by the master with his wealth. It's not ours. It's just for us to manage. It's just for us to use, to deploy, to serve others, other people. Second thing that we've learned is that you've got, you can't delay in deploying the gifts God has given you. You have to do it at once. 
The third thing you need to learn is that we've been given gifts according to our own ability. So stop comparing yourself to someone else. And the last thing is that those who maintain will be called wicked and lazy, but those that multiply will be called good and faithful. We need to multiply the bag. And I want to say that multiplication doesn't come from me, it comes from God. What, what I need to do is put in the work. What you need to do is put in the work and God will bring the multiplication through His grace and through His empowerment. I want to pray for people today. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, Seth, I'm a Jerome. I've been afraid and I've hidden my bag in the ground. I've hidden it so that no one can see it because I'm just afraid. I want to pray for you to let go of that fear and step into what God has called you to do. The second group of people I want to pray for is individuals who have maintained. You know your bag, but you're just, you're just maintaining. You're not multiplying. You're not putting the effort and the work that is required to multiply the bag. So as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, let's pray. God, I pray for every single individual under the sound of my voice, God. God, you have convicted each and every one of us. We know the bags that we have. We know the abilities, the talents, the, the things that you've placed within us. We know what we need to do. But I want to pray for people who have hidden the bag in the ground because they're afraid. They've compared themselves against other people. And they've begun to feel feelings of insecurity and fear. And so they've dug their bag or their talent in the ground for no one to see because they're afraid. I pray, Lord, that you would give them courage. Your Bible says that we've not been given a spirit of fear, but a, a spirit of uh, a power, love, and a sound mind. And I pray that you'd unleash them from fear and unleash them into doing what you've called them to do. I pray for people who are maintaining. They know their bags. They know their abilities, but they're just complacent. I pray that you'd give them ways in which they can multiply the bag by serving others. Help us, Lord. Help us to know that we've been entrusted with all of these gifts, not for ourselves, it's to bring you glory. I pray for any single person who wants to give their lives to Jesus today. Maybe, maybe you want to know what your gift is, but I want to tell you today uh, that what you need to do is build a relationship with Jesus. Have a relationship with the master. Maybe you've had an incorrect view of who the master is in your life. Maybe today's the day you need to settle it. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He died on the cross so that you could have freedom and eternal life through him. And as I pray, I want you to make the decision to give your life to Jesus. All you have to do is say the following, Jesus, I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. Please come into my life. I believe that you died and rose again. Today, I invite you to my heart. Take over. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited. Would you let us know by commenting on the comment section or heading over to our Facebook group and maybe sending us a private message just to let us know because we want to help you and equip you in your next step with walking with Jesus. Until then, have a great day. And remember, don't maintain, multiply the bag, the talent, the gift God has given you. Amen.